Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. To be all you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, everyone who's awake said amen. Amen. Uh, as David mentioned, we're doing a series called How to Discover and Use Your Spiritual Gifts. How to Discover and Use Your Spiritual Gifts. And just for those who maybe were away last weekend, we talked about the fact how every human has some longings, some desires, uh, longings for connection, longings for meaning, and also for contribution. No one wants to be useless. We all want to be useful. And I believe God placed that in every human heart. Every person on the planet wants to do something with their life, to make a difference, to be significant. And God put that there. And God shaped us. God created us for a specific purpose. Let's look at a couple of scriptures we looked at last week. Psalms 139. I love this one. Uh, David says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. David's looking at himself and saying, what, what, what an amazing job. That'd be a good verse to, when you get up and look in the mirror in the morning, go, thank you for making me marvelously complex. Uh, it's a great testimony. On to the next verse. Uh, Paul says here in 1 Timothy 1 verse 9, God saved us. Everyone say saved. And he called us. Everyone say called. So God's will for you is not just to be saved, to go to heaven when you die, but he has a calling, a specific calling for each one of us. And so it's important that we discover that. On to Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 9. Here we go. God saved you by his grace. You can't take credit for it. It's a gift. It's not by our performance or our efforts. But we go on to the next slide, and it says, but we are God's masterpiece. This word is the word poema, and it literally means a work of art. Every one of you are a work of art. God's workmanship, God's masterpiece, created to do good things that he's planned for us long ago. And so we see every one of us uh, are to be saved, to know Jesus, as we heard about this morning. But we have a calling, we have a contribution uh, to make towards God's work in the world. And so Galatians 6 verse 4, our last verse that we shared last week, I love this in the Message Bible, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given and then sink yourself into that. You want to hear from God today? That's God's heart for you. Make a careful exploration of who you are. It takes time, it takes effort, and the work that you've been given, and then sink yourself into that. Imagine if every one of us simply did that, explored who we are and the work we're to do, and then we gave ourselves to that contribution. What a difference that would make in the church and in our world. And so we encourage everyone in their cell groups to think about what they're good at, what they love to do, maybe even some of the things you enjoyed when you were a child, which sometimes we've forgotten. So that's a quick recap of last week. Let's move forward now. And we shared a little acronym onto our next slide. A pastor in America named Rick Warren about 20 years ago came up with this idea of discovering your shape, uh, discovering your shape. And it's an acronym for spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality, your experience. And in doing this, we're putting Paul's exhortation into practice. Let's explore who we are and what God has made us to do. And so we're going to, in part two today, take some time to have a look at our particular shape. Let's start with spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are special abilities that God gives each 
one of us to share his love and to serve others. And in the New Testament, there are a number of lists of very spiritual gifts. In fact, I think there's about 27 individual gifts that are listed in the New Testament. There's probably many more. These are just representative of the kinds of gifts that God has given. Let's read through these now and just follow along with me. 1 Corinthians 12 Verses 7 to 11. Paul writing, A spiritual gift is given to the pastor. Is that what it says? Come on, work with me. How many love our pastor? He's still on holidays, Pastor Thumfuang. It's his birthday today, but don't tell anybody, all right? Uh, happy birthday to Pastor Thumfuang. A, a spiritual gift is given to who? The board members? The staff? Y- yes, they are given one. But... but, but <laughs> But now, a spiritual gift is given to each one of us. God wants all of us on the team. Each one of us. Why? So we can be really big, important people? No. So that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, a gift of wisdom, a word of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge, a word of knowledge. The same spirit gives faith to another. Another person has a gift of healing. All of us are to pray for the sick, but some people have a gift, a special ability to see God's healing into a person's life. He gives another person the power to perform miracles. Another, the ability to prophesy. On to the next slide. He gives someone else the ability to, to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or another spirit. Another person is given the ability to speak in unknown or spiritual languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and the only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He decides which gift each person should have. So Paul very clearly says we all have at least one or more spiritual gifts. He gives us a sample of them, and they're given to us so that we can help others. He picks up the same theme in the letter to the church in Rome. Let's look at Romans 8, verses 4 to 8. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Going on, he says, In his grace, God has given different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, then serve well. If you are a teacher, then teach Well, if your gift is to encourage others, then be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness or showing mercy to others, do it gladly. So again, Paul likens the church to a body with many parts, many members, and we're all a part of each other, and each one of us have at least one or more spiritual gifts. Uh, Peter picks this up in 1 Peter 4, verse 10 to 11. Again, same message. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have a gift of helping others? Well, do it with the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God. 
Through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. As I said last week, we took a little time at a conference in 2019. We had an encounter weekend here, and uh, we did a whole message on prophecy, a whole message on healing, how to pray for the sick, a whole message on speaking in tongues and spiritual language. And so uh, they're available on the church website. If you go to conferences, you can get those MP3s and have a listen to some more in-depth teaching on those three particular gifts. So as we look at these gifts, our series is called How to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. How do you know what your gift is? Good question. How do you know what your gift is? Well, let me give you a couple of steps today if you're taking notes. Number one is to explore the possibilities. Have a read through those scriptures. In fact, in our cell groups this week, we're going to read through those scriptures again and just look at the list. Explore their possibilities. Just discover what kind of gifts there are. That's what we start with. Step number two is to experiment with as many as you can. In other words, just look for an opportunity. Look for a need. Look for something that you can do and just begin to move into that area. So for instance, if, if there's some help needed, we'll just begin to help. If someone's needed to teach, maybe you have a, a bit of an interest in teaching, begin to teach. Uh, maybe someone's uh, in hospital, not doing too well, maybe there's some care that you could show. Uh, maybe you love to cook, Hospitality is a wonderful uh, gift. Start cooking up some meals. Uh, maybe you've got a gift of encouragement. You see someone who's gone through a difficult time. Well, just begin to encourage. Um, there's an opportunity in a certain ministry. Just begin to serve or begin to lead. Or maybe you feel a little bit of a bubbling up. The word prophesy means to bubble up. It's the sense of the Holy Spirit is like a, a well within us. And sometimes you just feel a little prompting, a little bubbling of, of just a, something. You see someone and you just might want to go and say, I was just thinking of you today. I really believe God. And you share a word to encourage them, to lift them up. Just respond to what's happening in your heart, to the opportunities that are there. Begin to activate yourself in as many areas as possible. How many of you sometimes you find out what you're not good at? Thank you for that enthusiastic response. You know, uh, if you've ever been on a soccer team, you know, sometimes you get out and they stick you in goalie. And if, you know, the other team's kicking goal after goal, you go, maybe I'm not a good goalie. <laughs> maybe I should be somewhere else on the team. Sometimes you discover things that maybe you're not as gifted at, but you've got to get into the game. You've got to begin moving. So step number one, explore the possibility. Step number two, experiment with as many as you can. You're not going to discover your gifts just by sitting still. You have to take opportunities, you have to begin to serve, you have to begin to activate what's in your heart and begin to use those gifts. Thirdly, is examine your feelings. How did you feel when you did that? You know, when you serve God, it's, there's, there's to be a joy, an enjoyment in it. It's not like God calls you to do something that's annoying or makes you unhappy or sad. And so as you're serving, uh, examine your own feelings. Did you enjoy that? Was that? Doesn't mean you're not nervous. Doesn't mean that it's not difficult. Doesn't mean that it doesn't have challenges. But examine your feelings. Fourthly, evaluate your effectiveness. So number one, explore the possibilities. Number two, experiment with as many as you can. Number three, examine your feelings. Number four, evaluate your effectiveness. Gifts are given to accomplish something. And so if you're teaching some students, are they learning? <laughs> you know, if, if you're cooking a meal, uh, are people eating the meal? 
Look, look, look at the result of your serving and, and what are the effects. Um, is there a positive result? You, you, want to, you want to help, and so is this helping? And then fourthly, expect confirmation from others. Expect confirmation from others. And so ultimately our gifts are to serve others, so you're, you're looking for some feedback. Was that helpful? If you're not getting any feedback, then ask for some. Hey, how did that come across today? Uh, and if you're getting a lot of affirmation, then you start to have a confirmation of the gifts that you have. Uh, you know, one of my spiritual gifts is in the area of teaching. And uh, I love to learn and I love to teach. In fact, I, I gave you an assignment last week to think about what you love to do as a kid. Because sometimes what we love to do as a kid is an insight into our future contribution. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, this is back in the 1970s. You may not remember the 70s. I know it's so last century. Uh, but... In the 70s, I remember my parents used to go visit people in the evening, and we'd have a meal, and then they would talk for ages. And this is back in the day before internet, before you know computer games. And so my parents, my sister was older, she'd married, and I remember in my early teens, we'd go around to this one family in, um, in Vermont there, and uh, we'd have a lovely dinner, and then they would sit in the living room and talk. And so I remember they had a bookshelf of encyclopedias. You know what I used to love to do as a kid? Sit on the carpet and pull out the encyclopedias and just read through them. I love to do that as a kid. You know, you fast forward today, I did one of these strengths finders. You know what one of the top, top strengths in my life is? Learner. I love learning. I love studying. I love learning new things and getting new insights, reading God's Word, studying, and then teaching others. You know, there was a key right there. As a little kid, I'm, I'm reading through the encyclopedia. See, I wonder what you love to do as a kid. So fast forward, and I remember doing um, some Bible college, and there was a chapel, and someone asked me to speak. And I thought, I was really nervous, I'm not sure, but I remember uh, taking some of the things God had spoken to me about, and I put this message together, and I spoke, and I was nervous, but you know what, I really enjoyed it, but you know what, I had so many people come up to me and say, thank you for your message today, that really helped me today. And so that was the very early beginnings of me realizing maybe I have a teaching gift. And so it's, it's an exploration. You've just got to get moving. But as you take time to take the opportunities, develop yourself, see how you feel, get feedback from others. Uh, as I said, uh, all of us can pray for the sick, but you might find that as you pray for sick people, they get well. <laughs> Maybe there's a gift of healing there. Maybe you share a word of encouragement for people and you find you're doing that and people are giving you feedback. Maybe there's a, a bit of a gift of prophecy there for you. Over time, we start to get affirmation for the gifts that we have. And, 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 you know, it's really important that we not lift some gifts over others. As I said last week, did you know administration is a gift of the Holy Spirit? Thank God for people who organize things. But sometimes we can elevate a, pro a prophecy or, or healing or miracles above helps and service. You know, all the gifts are equally important. 
And uh, I, I know in the charismatic Pentecostal world, they often elevate the charismatic gifts as uh, b- being most important. But all of the gifts are important. And the gifts aren't just used in a church service like today. Many people are using their gifts now. Uh, not just me up here teaching, but there's many people using their gifts. But our gifts are also for use throughout the week. And the church is not just the church gathered, but also the church scattered as we go out to our homes and our neighbors and our workplaces this week. So spiritual gifts. And so this week I want you to reflect on, think about in your cell groups personally, what, what, what gifts as you look at that list, which ones resonate with you? Which ones have you experimented with? Which ones do you think God may have given you? Uh, discover your spiritual gifts. Let's go back to our acronym here on the word SHAPE. Uh, The second letter is the word heart. So discover your spiritual gifts, but uh, it's more than just those list of 27 gifts. Heart has to do with our passion, our interest. I believe this is part of how God shapes us. And so some questions to ask you around the, the, the word heart here is what do you enjoy doing? What do you enjoy doing? Uh, what, what do you care about? Uh, what do you get excited about? What energizes you? These are really, really important questions because I believe your spiritual gifts also work with your interests. And what do you care about? What are you excited about? What do you enjoy doing? They're indicators of God's shape in your life. Here's another interesting question What makes you angry? Have you ever thought about what makes you angry? And maybe what makes you angry is a key to your contribution. If you get really, really annoyed by boring, bland things, then maybe your gift is creativity to bring color and life and wonder to the world. If you get really annoyed (laughs) by people being overlooked and not being noticed, then maybe you've got a pastoral gift that wants to ensure that everybody feels cared and valued for. If, if you get really annoyed by disorganized things, maybe you've got a gift of administration. Are you following me? Whatever makes you angry, like when you get really, do you get really annoyed by injustice where people are treated unfairly? And in, Well, maybe you've got a gift, a passion for bringing justice to the world. Sometimes anger is a clue to what our contribution is to be. So don't just get angry about it. Turn that anger into a contribution. You be someone making a difference in that area. And so our heart is also, uh, by heart I mean our passion. What's happening on the inside of us is also part of our shape. Letter A stands for abilities. Not only do we have spiritual gifts, but I believe we also have natural talents and skills that God gives us when we're born, but some of them we acquire over time. And so what are your strengths? What are you good at? What's your contribution? Some of you are musical. You know, music isn't listed as a spiritual gift, but it is an ability. Some of you are musical. Some of you are creative. Some of you are good at planning. Some of you are good at building. Some of you are good at organizing. Some of you are good at money. Cash flow. The cash flows out. What are you good at? As we said last week, for parents, not every child is academic. Not every child is musical. Not every child is athletic. But every child has unique abilities. And so what are your abilities? And you know, there's some, as I said, that we're born with, but some we can learn to do. I wasn't born with the ability to play the piano. 
But uh, around the age of 13, I started taking some piano lessons, and I learned to play the piano. So this is part of our shape, too, some of our abilities. And so, you know, the truth is you can pretty much learn to do anything if, if you'll take the time to train yourself and to learn. Tell you a funny story. Um, we, uh, we had a staff training event many years ago in the church I was leading, and we had someone come and do a, a training day with the staff. And uh, he had three tennis balls, and uh, in this presentation, he started juggling them, and we went, oh, wow, that's fantastic. He gave us all three tennis balls, and he says, have a go. And so we all tried to juggle, and it was chaos. There were balls hitting the ceiling and the window and other people. No one could juggle. He says, okay, sit down, take a piece of paper. How do you feel? Frustrated, uncoordinated, annoyed, angry. You know, when you try something and you can't do it, it's pretty discouraging. Then through the day, he started to teach us the science of juggling. He explained how you need to have an imaginary window, and you get the first ball to the top of the window, and just as it arrives there, you get the second ball over to this side, and then the third. He started to explain how juggling works, and then he gave us the tennis balls again, and he came alongside, and he coached each one of us, and you know, by the end of the day, we were all juggling. And he said, sit down, take out a piece of paper, how do you feel? Fantastic, amazing, can't wait to go home and show the kids. It was a powerful lesson because sometimes we think training is telling people, have a go. And you know, often in church, people have a go, and then that doesn't work, and they think, well, I can't do that. No, there's a lot, diff lot big difference between having a go and being trained. You can learn to do anything if someone will take the time to train you, to equip you. In fact, that's the job of the leaders of the church, is to equip you and explain to you. That's what Jesus did. Watch me, now you do it. I'll coach you, now you go do it. And so we can develop a whole range of abilities. So maybe you've got a passion in an area. Maybe you tried it once and you, you couldn't do it. Maybe what you need is some training, someone to explain how that works for you. So abilities are part of our shape. Letter P is for personality. We all have a unique personality, the way God has wired you. Some of us are introverts, a little bit quieter. Some of us are noisy extroverts. Some of us like working with people. Some of us like working with things. Some of us are leaders and pioneers. Some of us like to manage and keep things in order. Uh, some of us are linear thinkers. Some of us are random thinkers. Not wrong. It's just different. Uh, my wife and I are very, very different. In fact, when it comes to maps and roads, if you put me in Melbourne's central business di district, I always know where I am because it's King, William, Queen, Elizabeth, Burke, Little Burke, Flinders, Flinders Lane. Uh, you put me, I'll, I'll never get lost in the city. You put Nicole in there, she doesn't know where she is. Now, we go up to the Dandenongs. Anyone been up to Alinda and Sassafras? And you, you know what I'm talking about, where all the roads go like this? I am always lost in the Dandenongs, unless I have my GPS. Nicole, you could put Nicole anywhere in the Dandenongs, and she knows exactly where she is. Yeah, just the next corner. It's around here. Yeah, uh, the gardens are here. It's different. I'm more structured, more linear. Nicole's more random and creative. Uh, and, and so that's why we need each other. And so we have different personalities. God's wired us differently. Have you taken the time to look at your own shape? 
Not compare yourself with others. We're not competing. How has God made you? What's your personality? That's part of your shape. And then the letter E is experience. Your experience refers to everything in your past, the positive and the negative, and nothing is wasted. Everything you have been through contributes to who you are and what you could potentially contribute going and forward. Nothing in life is wasted, even our mistakes. Even our painful moments and experiences shape who we are and are part of our future contribution. How many know sometimes our mess can be part of our message? And sometimes the pain we go through has a purpose. I'll never forget um, uh, one of my early painful experiences was in 1990. So remember the day, October 20th, my mum and dad went to America and in the Los Angeles airport, my dad got a flight to, uh, to Chicago to speak at a conference and my mum was waiting to get on a flight to Portland to see my sister and she had a massive heart attack. And she went into hospital, life support and passed away. And it, it was a, the most painful experience I'd been through as someone in my late 20s. My mum was suddenly gone. And, uh, you know, I was, I was a musician at that time, and I played piano at many funerals. <laughs> but, you know, until you actually lose someone you love, you really don't understand grief. You really don't understand loss. And as hard as a valley that was to navigate through, one of the outcomes of that painful experience is, is I have a lot of empathy today and compassion when someone loses a loved one, a parent, um, I, I understand the shock. I understand the, 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 the disruption. I understand the denial. This can't be happening. I understand the huge gap that is in someone's life. Where do you get that compassion? Where do you get that empathy? Well, if, if you've never really been through that kind of experience, you don't really fully identify. I, I wonder what you've been through. I wonder what painful moments. I wonder what valleys you've been through. It doesn't justify them, doesn't mean they were good. You know, Joseph was in a prison for a long 13 years and, and um, he, he said to his brothers when he got together with them, you meant it for evil. It was wrong, but God used it for good. You know, God can use even difficult things for good. And so what experiences have you been through? Nothing is wasted. It's all part of how God shapes you. So... We're talking about discovering and using our spiritual gifts. And so I want you to this week reflect on your shape. How has God shaped you? What are your spiritual gifts? What is your heart? What abilities do you have? What areas would you like to train in? What's your personality? What's your experience? All of this starts to work together to how God has shaped you. Let me illustrate this. Uh, anyone, uh, I raided my kitchen this morning. Anyone know what this is? An ice cream scoop, come on. You know, this was invented by someone. I don't know who invented it, but they're a very intelligent person. <laughs> you know, before this was invented, do you remember the days when you had really hard ice cream and you put the spoon in and it bends? Come on, come on. I don't know how many thousands of bent scoop spoons scattered the earth until someone invented this. And someone invented this ice cream scoop, and the world has been different ever since. Because this baby does not bend. 
You put that in the ice cream, and this has been designed, this has been shaped with a very special purpose in mind. It, it, it has a designer with an intent, and it was designed with a specific purpose. And here's my point when it's used for that purpose, it's most effective. Now, you could use this for a lot of different things. You could use this as a hammer if you wanted to. You could hammer nails in with it. You could use this as a paperweight, maybe on your desk. You could use this to weed your garden. You know, you, you could weed your garden. If you're really angry, you could use it as a weapon. No, I'm only kidding. You could use this for a variety of different things. But, but you know what? It functions best when you use it for the intent in which the designer shaped it. Are you following me? Now, I'm not calling you an ice cream scoop today, but in the same way, there's a lot of different things you could do with your life, but I want to tell you, you'll be most joyful, you'll be most effective when you discover the shape for which the designer made you. Lots of things you could do with your life, but if you'll reflect on the fact you are God's workmanship. You're his work of art. God has crafted you not to be like someone else, not just to be a replica or, or, or a, a repeat. You are a unique, one-of-a-kind person. And so how has God shaped you? And if you can begin to function around your shape, there's a joy there. You know, I'll be a little... So sometimes when I speak on the weekend, I remember back in my last church, sometimes I'd speak five times, five different messages on a weekend, and I'd be tired afterwards, but I'd be energized because I enjoy speaking. Hopefully you're getting something out of this this morning. You know, when you're doing what you're gifted for, it doesn't even feel like work. There's a joy in it, and hopefully there's an effectiveness there for you also. And so let's really focus on discovering developing and then deploying our gifts. One final thought. Your calling, your mission, in many ways is at the intersection of three different things. What you're good at, what you care about, and the needs of the world. What are you good at? Your shape. What do you care about, your heart, and the needs of the world? If you can find the intersection of those three things... You have your sweet spot, your mission, your calling, what you're good at, what you care about, and the needs of the world. And my prayer is that each one of us will not just be saved, but each one of us will discover that sweet spot, discover our shape, discover our gifts, and then develop them, and then deploy them for the benefit of others. Everyone said amen. 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 Let's pray together this morning. Dear God, what an amazing God you are. You created the whole world, but you also created each one of us. You shaped us. And so today, I pray as we go out from this place, give us discernment, give us wisdom, give us revelation to discover our unique shape. What, what are those spiritual gifts that you put into our basket? <laughs> What's our heart? Help us to look at our heart. What do we care about? What are we interested in? What, what, what annoys us? Help us to do some self-reflection this week. Help us to think about our abilities, our personality, our life experience. 
And in doing so, we would know ourselves better. And then we would develop that shape and then deploy that shape. Gifts aren't meant to just remain under the tree. They're meant to be opened and and used for the benefit of others. And so I pray for LifeGate, that we'd be a group of people where each one of us are not only discovering but using our gifts in our cell groups, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our schools, in the church, that as we use our gifts, other people would be blessed. Other people would be helped today. And so I'm praying today for some people that maybe are in the wrong place. They're trying to be something that they're not created to be. Lord, I pray today that you would bring enlightenment to them, that they would stop that illusion of trying to be someone they're not today. Lord, for others that have amazing gifts, but they're just not using them, Lord, today, wake them up. Lord, let a fresh fire come into their soul. Lord, for others that maybe know their gifts, but they're kind of overworking and they're doing everything and they're maybe even burning out a little bit, that they would learn the balance of work and Sabbath and rhythm and and also allowing others to come and join alongside them. And so bless each one of us today on this journey of discovery and using our spiritual gifts. Lord, we're excited to see what you're going to be doing here at LifeGate as you do so. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.